Hi, I'm Tom from Savannah December, and you're listening to Beyond the Static. Bye.
surviving December with their newest single again. Thank you all for listening. On this episode, I'll be chatting with Surviving December about their unusual journey to signing with Regent Street Records and much more. Before we get into it, we need to handle some housekeeping business. You can follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at Beyond the Static Podcast, as well as on Twitter at BTS Podcast. Uh, the website is www.beyondthestaticpodcast.tk. You can stream these interviews on Spotify, YouTube, and Anchor.fm. And if you'd like to see the show become self-sustaining, please buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash beyondthestatic. Or you can go to ko-fi slash beyondthestaticpodcast. December. Thank you so much for joining me here on Beyond the Static. Um, pretty stoked to have you guys here. Um, so let's just get right into it. Like, uh, what are what are the origins of of uh, Surviving December? Oh, well, the origins. Um, we were a band about 15, 16, 17 years ago. Started between me, my brother Jason, who's here, Chris who's not here tonight and that's about it and then we we brought in a drummer called josh who's now our producer but the band just played for a couple years then it stopped then it played for a couple years and then it stopped and it's been dormant for probably about 12 12 years now and during lockdown i bought an interface and decided to record the old songs and now here we are nice that's I, I love that story. I, you know, it's a similar one um, to mine. And uh, yeah, that's, that's like lockdown has been, has been uh, a great time for creatives. I think did, did is that something that you found you were, do you think without lockdown, you would have been able to take advantage of, of that? You think you would have got that, that bug again? I know personally I wouldn't have done because I wouldn't have bought the interface and I wouldn't have um, I wouldn't have recorded anything and it was uh, it was just pure by chance and I had the time and then I started showing the rest of them what I was doing and they all got their own little story about how it came to be really. Okay, well, uh, yeah, let's um, let's talk about the rest of you. Like, how did like what what were you what was going through your mind when um. You know, when Mark came to you, I was like, hey, guys, like, we're getting the band back together. Like, what what, what, what were your thoughts? Uh, like, how were there any doubts or were you guys just straight up like, yeah, let's let's do this? Yeah. Hmm. First, first thoughts were it'd be good to get all the old songs down, because when we originally uh, wrote all the old songs, we didn't really record any of them. They were just very much live, rough it was nice to get them all recorded and we never actually thought that many people would want to listen to them. <laughs> just kind of thought we'll record them for us, just spend the time, get them right, do it for us. Never thought it actually turn into the band or being completely back together and pushing for massive live shows and, you know, actually pushing it properly. So yeah, and that it started off just kind of a bit of a project and now it's turned into like the whole band back together quite excited going forward yeah so I, I joined um well I didn't plan on joining really um 
Mark sent me over a couple of their tracks they've been working on. He's like, oh, listen to this. Like, and I kind of like jokingly said, do you want a female vocalist? Do you know where to come? And uh, he was actually, well, we do. And then I kind of, that's how I joined. And I didn't really think anything serious. Like, but I can't just like so thankful of where we are now. And it's just so exciting. Yeah, I um, I did notice that. Oh, I'm sorry, Tom, were you about to say something? <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, you can be ignored, it's fine. <laughs> um, as, as for me, um, I'm sorry, Gemma, I wasn't in the original Surviving December lineup, um, so I'm still relatively new to that to, to, to this band. But me and Mark have worked together in the past on other projects we've written together before. Um, so, yeah, as soon as we kind of started talking about it, I was like, absolutely, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely in. Um, and yeah, it's just been picking up more momentum over the past year and really excited to see where it's going so nice yeah um i did i did notice that like uh the sound when i was listening to the tracks like your sound i don't want to say is like it had almost like a 90s ish like kind of like an older sound to it like you know um, and I now I'm kind of that kind of explains it because I was just thinking mm-hmm. this you can tell our age where... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a nutshell I say these songs are, <laughs> are reminiscent of what we listened to growing up so like the early albums of like Blink-182 and Newfound Glory that we all enjoyed that inspired our writing back then and obviously that's carried on now um, there's a few new tracks coming up like Fade's brand new to like 2020 wrote that in 2020 and uh, set it off which is the first one our record label gets that was 2021 that is brand brand new but it's still got its roots in in that sort of age group but when we look at our statistics that's the age group that's following us so maybe we remind them of what they grew up listening to and if we do and they like it <laughs> crack on <laughs> whatever we'll do whatever they want like really when it comes to the sort of music that we do that's what's up, like, and uh, there's nothing, like, like, there's there's not anything about, like, I'm 35 myself, so you could tell my age with a lot of, <laughs> with a lot of things that I do and talk about on, on this, uh, on this show. Um, so, you brought up record labels. Um, you're, you, I saw that you guys just signed, what, uh, what's the name of the label? Remind me. Regent, Regent Street Records. Okay they just approached us after hearing falling apart that we sent out to you know when those like send us your song and we'll play it kind of stations they heard it on there and they contacted us straight away which was um quite a surprise for us nice is this the old uh, classic story i guess um so how are how are they operating these days because i know like everything that that that's being that I've been um, researching about, you know, how the music business is working during like Corona and just kind of what it's going to be like going towards the future. It's a lot of singles and, and streaming and stuff like that. So how are record labels operating nowadays now that they don't have that classic, like sell albums and, and um, you know, make money that way. To be honest, this is a learning curve for us too. I mean, the one we've teamed up with is an independent label. So as opposed to what we've been doing, which is self-releasing everything, they're going to do it for us. 
and they will do a lot of the pushing behind the scenes, like try and get it like synced up to TV films, you know, like a sync company would as well, because they do the publishing side of it. Um, and I suppose really for the music industry at the moment, that is probably the best way of doing things um, is either get your music out to people that they can listen to, stream, earn money that way, buy it, earn money that way, or get it on something and get, you know, a, a little a little lump sum in your pocket. But other than that, live shows at the moment, again, coronavirus has killed that off, but it is coming back. But I just don't know where the future, what the future really holds. Um, I just have to wait and see, really. So what's the um, you said uh, live shows are coming back? Like what's the scene kind of like where where you guys are um, at the moment? Like are they starting to do like little shows or is it just like are we just kind of optimistic about about the world opening up soon? But here for in England, I've seen like uh, one of our friends is a tour manager. I believe he's posting about a gig that's happening in August which is when we intend to do something in August if we can pull it off. But also I've got tickets to Slam Dunk Festival in September. So fingers crossed, it hasn't been cancelled yet. The, according to the government here, the 21st of June and the plaster comes off and we've got to let it heal in the air and off we go. In theory, there are no more restrictions coming, apparently. We shall see. All right. That, that sounds good. Maybe we'll get our act together across the pond and... <laughs> we can open up by the summer as well. <laughs> <laughs> fingers like? crossed, fingers crossed. What's it like over there, Dwayne? Um, well, we're starting to get vaccinated. You still have a lot of people over here that don't like want to do the little things like, you know, wear their mask and stuff like that. I don't it's it's one of those things where it's looking looking like we're like taking baby steps to finally being able to open um it's like you can see the light at the end of the tunnel but it still looks like a it might be a pretty long tunnel you know um i know a ton of people who have been vaccinated but we have a lot of a lot of people that are like i'm not getting the vaccination so i don't know i guess natural selection will handle that um, <laughs> so Sorry, dark humor over here. <laughs> yeah, no. I laugh, it's fine. Yeah, so I know it's funny because um I saw a guy that I'm close to yesterday posting something about basically that he's not gonna get the vaccination, but like when Corona first like started, he was one of the people that was freaking out the most. So I guess now he's just like trying to be on the cool bandwagon or whatever, but it's like I don't know. I, I really never really know what's happening here. It's just like America is such a we're such a weird place. Like it's such a weird place, you know. It's a big place though, isn't it? So Yeah. Yeah. Like um I think I, I once read an article that, that had America split up into like eleven countries and there's like eleven distinct um like regional like personalities and and um and views and stuff and even those 11 chunks are still bigger than like a lot of countries <laughs> you know it's you know yeah. like there are parts of america that i have not seen um 
you know, we have this area called the flyover states where like if you're going from East Coast to West Coast, you're just like looking out at a bunch of like flat land and you're like, must suck to live there. (laughs) 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 You know, but I don't know. I guess they enjoy it. So, um, yeah. you guys mentioned your, well, Mark mentioned your, your, um, writing influences. Do you all share the same influences or are there some other little, um, little subtle things that, that you guys, uh, that you guys bring to the table that, um, you know, those like obscure bands that have had a huge impact on you, but, you know, aren't necessarily like a Blink-182 or Newfound Glory? Um, for, for me, it's stuff like the Wonder Years. Um, like the Wonder Years, uh, obviously Blink, Newfound, it's a starting line. Um, basically anything pop punk for me. Um, but then also love listening to a lot of older stuff like Fleetwood Mac and the, and Queen and stuff like that. So I do take try and take some influences from all of that as well. So it's a lot broader than just generic pop punk. Uh, everyone else is different. My my main influence is probably Hayley Williams, Paramore fan. Um, but then I I, I just kind of like any any good vocalist really. Like I know it sounds really, or it's probably I shouldn't say it, but I absolutely love Little Mix as well. Because I just think they're amazing singers. Like if you can sing, then I like you. Do you know what I mean? Wait, who was that last? That last uh, little mix. <laughs> oh, I'm not familiar with it. <laughs> like, really like pop. Um, yeah, like cheesy pop. You know what? I full disclosure. I'm a huge In Sync fan, and uh, I have been since I was in high school. So, <laughs> like, aside from all of all of like the, you know. The Taking Back Sundays and um, you know brand news and newfound glories and all that, you know. And I'm not. It's not even like a guilty pleasure because I'm straight up like, no, I like this. I love this, and I, and I don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, as as for me, um, I mean, I would take kind of my influence isn't mainly isn't mainly within pop punk. I mean, it's, it's definitely one of the influences, but my biggest influences are like uh, bands like. Um, uh, Red, Alexis on Fire, Star Set, Breaking Benjamin, that kind of stuff. Um, um, as a kind of like a lyricist, maybe more towards kind of the Dallas Green stuff, maybe uh, Johnny Craig as well. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think that, you know, there's uh, maybe, I, I don't know if I necessarily write lyrics kind of punkish as it were, um, which uh, in the stuff I've written with the band so far, but I, uh, but yeah, it's kind of, that's kind of where my, my, uh, my lyrical. Uh, writing comes from right my my vocal influence comes from so yeah. Nice, yeah. You dropped some some heat with those names like Dallas Green and Johnny Craig. Those are like like around these parts. Like those are those are legends, you know. Um, I think I like. I think it's interesting that you that you said that um about about not writing lyrics that are like quote unquote like punkish um because at the end of the day like is isn't like the um the pointish to be like honest and like 
like you can kind of tell when somebody's writing something just to like to fit into a, a genre like right yeah. mm-hmm. so yeah what um i guess like what is what is your your like take on that like what do you hear like what are some of the things that that like make you be like oh like i don't believe that you feel this and i don't believe that you like i don't believe this is where your heart is i i like i feel like you can you're just like trying to write that generic song to to fit uh to fit a mold actually you're you're picking up on a point that i've i mean i know i've spoke to both tom and Gemma about at great length and it comes from i mean what i see it's it's not singing a song if you sing a song you're simply singing words or just reading them to convey a song is different mm. to convey it you have to understand it you have to be you have to convey the emotion of that track that so when you hear someone sing something that they are probably conveying it that, that's what i go right and that's from a place mm. and that's where we've tried really hard to write like fade is laid back summary chilled it doesn't matter um you care is more pronounced because it's just trying to give this point across falling apart's a bit more raw again is laid back but with a sort of like monotonous wind to it because it is a, the monotony of trying things again and again and again mm. and the ice is too thick is sung in such a way that it's to convey a sort of longing and of emotion and so far i think we've managed to accomplish this um but it's, it's, it's to convey, not just to, you know, here you go, this is what it sounds like. I, I want to hear people get angry at an angry part. I want to hear them be melodic on a soft part and properly see it in their face. So to that point, um, how, how meticulous are you to making sure that, um, like, the actual music matches the you know the tone and the moods of of the the lyrics um is are like are the lyrics something that come from like the mood of the music or do you adjust the mood and the music to to the lyrics like how do you guys work that balance um it's different for every song um falling apart it's a really good example of this falling apart used to be a really morbid song about suicide actually um and when I re-recorded the rift and the chord construct, or just, sorry, just the intro and the chord construct, I was listening to it and I started playing this do, 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 do. I was like, ah, I like that. Hit record, played it in. And listening back to it, I was like, hmm, I like this. I'm going to write it about 2020. The world is falling apart. You know, everything's gone wrong. You know, there's everything. No matter what, what channel you turned on, there was a problem. So I thought, oh, we'll, we'll go down that road. Um, but a lot of it's potluck. I mean, Connected, when we wrote that many, many years ago, was just Chris stood there with a rift in the middle of our band rehearsal. Jason just started playing along. I just sung whatever came to my mind. Connected just happened. Um, with Fade, I sat there with a guitar and I had this riff come out and I was like, ah, I like that. And I, I've actually got it on my phone. You can hear me going, oh, I like this. Duh. And I start humming the melody. And the melody, to me, because it goes, Da, 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 da. tells me already what syllables I'm going to be using. It sounded summary and chilled, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to have that. 
recorded a demo of it where I sung and the thing on the second verse is I wrote walk along the shore feel the sand between your toes and then I listened back to it I was like nah 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 this is personal now we're going to have a personal song so the listener will listen to it and go feel the feel the sand between my toes and it's for them and it's for me because we live in a seaside town you know been down the beach today so I thought try and bring that into it but most of it's potluck it it happens really fast. I mean, the song can only take a couple of minutes to write, write the lyrics. And I think that this um, this album has been a bit of an interesting uh, uh, journey of writing it because of, because um, of the fact that we've these songs are so, some of them are so old. I mean, like uh, with um, me and Mark, for example, with, with um, the ice is too thick. Me and Mark kind of started working on that. What was it, ten years ago now? Um, Mark came with the, the, the theme and had some videos for lyrics, and I kind of I've kind of finished them last year and then Jim helped me to arrange them so it's um it's been a bit of a uh, it's been a bit of a learning experience kind of to the kind of finding how our, our uh how we write together and everything so that's been quite interesting but I think for, for how we're learning I think it's definitely I like how these songs have come out and how they, they they sound even though it's still a learning process so and also the fact that we can't actually get together to do it so we have to kind of do it singly and then come together mm and try and work around that like I've actually it sounds really strange but I've never actually met from this face it's really <laughs> and we're in a signed band like we've never met it's really strange but... <laughs> you know it's good that you've never met him <laughs> <laughs> I caught that um good <laughs> yeah it's it's funny um I'm actually in a project like that right now where two of the guys have never met. They've never seen each other face to face. And um, just because of the whole, whole thing, like, you know, um, you know, like I said, during, during Corona, I just decided, you know what, it had been like 10 years and I was like, fuck it. Like, let me just try this again. And um, hooked up with an old bandmate and the the rest is, is what it is. Um, so we were talking about the lyrics. So do you find any value um, in writing one of those songs that like, like it's really upbeat, but it has like some dark content to it? Um, like, you know, in, in the ways of like some, like um, like an Alkaline Trio or Bayside or stuff like that. Um, that's always been one of my most... Um, I've always like found that melding uh, that like juxtaposition really interesting of like, like, Oh, this song's awesome. And then like, you listen to it, it's like, Whoa, what the fuck? Like, you know, have you guys had any fun with that at all? I think the closest we've got so far has fallen apart, you know, with um, it, it's, but at the moment I was listening to a podcast um, Shane told from Silverstein and there was this bit where he said to one of the guys, I reckon there's going to be a lot of really depressing albums next year because people locked in and they're going to feel they're going to be taken out of their music. And I sat there, I was thinking, we're writing this album. I don't want to be, I don't want to add to that at this minute. I think I'm going to keep it and keep it positive and let Fallen Apart be about as far as we go. There is another track called The Other Side, which is an acoustic one, which is getting a bit of a, a touch up at the moment. That's, a bit of a mental health type song, but 
it's not particularly dark at all. Um, don't know. I just don't feel the world needs any more of it right this minute. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, I, I've, I've, I mean, I, I do writing in a few other kind of forms. I've written some poet. I've been working some poetry as well, and some other. I've done some freelance lyric writing for other other projects as well for other other artists. Um, and I've, I've definitely explored kind of that that darker side in 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 many ways. Um, but so being in this band has definitely been a bit, a bit different because obviously you kind of I'm used to more can maybe more deeper themes maybe more kind of like you know kind of stuff that's maybe more politically inclined so um doing this band has definitely been it's been a, a different experience when with the songs that I've, I've been writing on so yeah okay um oh excuse me um one thing I actually been wanting to get back to you mentioned the wonder years you mentioned the starting line um so i'm in philadelphia so those two bands are from this area and like you know in like this philly like jersey scene over here is like pretty massive in, in the genre um so what's i guess over there like who are like close close by you like who are some of the bigger bigger bands and like who are um some of the people that are really making noise in the industry from like your your area there's any big big band from our area which i suppose is probably about 10 miles up the road you've obviously heard of muse oh yeah muse yeah yeah they come from tim which is basically four towns that direction um but other than that there's not much big stuff down here (laughs) no no not in the southwest anyway okay yeah i'm not very familiar with the uh the geography but uh I'm sorry. I feel like I cut someone off. Just no, 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 no. I'm trying to think who's who's like local around where I am. I think the Death biggest band, that... isn't they? The De- Death of Anna mm-hmm. around the around the London seasidey mm-hmm. London bit, yeah, and as it is from Brighton. I don't know. I think the most famous. Well, I'm I'm guessing here but i know that phil collins is from isleworth which is where i work and uh i think a couple of members from busted uh grew up around kingston which is up the road which is pretty they're, they're pretty big over here um but like pop punk bands i'm not actually sure who's around here that's actually on the scene at the moment because we can't go to it as it is it, as it is brighton literally yeah. that's it that's all i can think of from there so wait, are you guys spread out in different parts of of the country? Is that why? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you finally got it. <laughs> yeah. You realize the pain we're so suffering. <laughs> yeah. There's not two there's not even two people in this chat right now that are even in the same town. Me and Gemma are the closest. She's one town over to the left of me. Jason's in London and Tom's in Bristol. Okay, yeah, I was starting to pick up on that. I was like, wait a minute, you haven't met, and then you're in a different place. <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> <Not> very well. <laughs> wow. So this is even so. Do you, like you said, you you guys pass stuff back and forth. Like you start writing and like pass things back and forth. Have Have you ever been like? I mean, obviously not you and Tom, but like you guys haven't had like a formal. Like, Not for the past like fifteen years. Wow. 
We haven't actually <laughs> played together for 15 years, probably. Apart from like me and Mark with the old guitar when I come and visit, but that's about it. That is... Although, me, Mark and Ryan, who's our drummer, met up last week and did an acoustic little session together, which was good. That is impressive. And you and you managed to to get a a record deal out of that. That is cool. Um, so as far yeah. as the record deal goes, is it gonna be like an EP or is it just gonna be more singles? Uh, how how is that working? They are getting everything we've done so far. We're gonna touch up a couple of them, um, put an extension on falling apart, things like that, just to tidy them up for an album version of each track. Then they're going to do a couple of singles off the album. They're going to release the entire album as well for us. Cool. Um, so while we're, while we're on, on the topic, um, talk about your, you know, your latest project. So like what you guys got going on right now and uh, what, what the future is looking like um, for, for you all. Well, we are nearly finished with the album now. It's going to be called The Narrative. It's a lot of the songs in it are going to line up and tell a story. So you're going to follow a character through a story. Um, there's going to be ups and downs, as there would be. Um, the music goes everywhere from acoustic to the sort of post-hardcore sound, with pop punk being the main sort of stable in the middle. There's even one song that starts off semi-acoustically with Dire Straits style riffs and ends up sounding more like Census Fell. And that's going to roll into Falling Apart. So it's going to be quite an interesting little project here. And then, um, yeah, we got plans for a debut gig, hopefully August, September time. And we've um, got this, out, this album, which is good, 12 tracks. And the record label gets to do what they can with it. And then we'll go back in the studio in December, January for an EP, which we're already starting to talk about. Already got a couple of demos running for that. That's what's up. You mentioned Census Fail. I was actually listening to them on my, my bike ride home from work today. So that's awesome. Um, uh, one of my favorites. I love his vocals. He's an incredible lyricist. Yeah. Seriously, one of the best out there. And uh, like I said, where I'm from, like he's another Jersey band. And so they are massive here. Um. Okay, other than, do you guys have any plans on doing any videos or anything like that? I, I noticed that uh, most of the stuff on online was just kind of like visualizer stuff. There is. Um, we're chatting about it today. We've got ideas, and it is only ideas at the moment, but for Set It Off, which is ironically the first one the record label are going to get to deal with, and being that it's called Set It Off, and it's about creating this band. So it references, it's really fast-paced pop punk, a 210 beats per minute kind of deal. And um, it covers the ground of surviving December's creation a little bit. There's like a part in it where it says, fall off stage and jump back laughing. Happened to me on one of our first gigs. Um, so we're going to, with this one being so like, this is us, we're going to do a video where there's going to use extracts from the band we used to be like any footage we can find any pictures we can find then it will detail our travel up to london to meet the record label 
and finish the video with us signing or hopefully getting in a little rehearsal room and you'll see it like being played. So it's going to be one of those. It's an interesting concept. We're going to try and see if we can pull it off. We've only got two months to do it. <laughs> nice. Uh, so I saw that you guys are playing a, a festival or book on a festival. Is that the debut show that you're, you're referring to? No, that's, um, that's something else. That's what me, Gemma and Ryan were doing in, a, in the studio the other day. It's um, an online festival. They just wanted some footage. So we did like an acoustic set. Um, we've done four songs for them and we've kept two back, which we're going to put out ourselves just as content, really. Just to show, because obviously no one's really seen our faces very much. Just to show the, some of the faces behind the music, really. Right. Yeah, because uh, I noticed on the, um, even on the, the Facebook banner, um, Gemma wasn't on there. Uh, not that I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to like call call you out any or anything. But I was like, you know, I went there and I'm like, wait, I've been mainly communicating with with someone named Gemma. I don't see anyone on there. Like, you know, if you click on it, then it expands and it shows the six of us. But for some reason, when we put it on, it only will let us have the four of us showing. Oh well. Damn it, Facebook, yeah. get your act together. <laughs> it's, even, exactly. it's even worse than Apple Music. It literally only let me put up three people. I could not have a fourth, let alone the six. So I just had to sort of like shave half the band off. Otherwise, it was just going to be a blank space that it's been there for like months now. Oh, no. Uh, but I do want to... Uh... I want to ask uh, Gemma in particular, like, what was your experience like joining, like, a band in, in the fashion that you did, one that was pretty much already? Oh, and Tom as well, right? Like, they, you came on later on. Like, for you guys, what was it like joining uh, a band that was pretty much um, together and had that much history to it? Well, I, I kind of knew the guys before, like when they were together. Um, I used to go to most of their gigs and even sometimes watch them do like band practice. So I kind of knew the songs pretty well anyway. Um, so it was just really exciting to join, to be honest. Like, I feel like, like proud. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's hard to convey. That's for me, it was um, basically, uh, I mean, like I say, obviously, when I lived in Torbay, um, I was friends with Mark and um, I was in another band with him, actually. And I actually saw, I think, the reunion he talked about with Swax and somebody actually saw that gig. So I've, so I've seen him before. Obviously, the songs that we worked on together years ago were songs he wrote with Swax and Simber initially. So I kind of had lots of different familiarity with with with, uh, with the band and with Mark. Um so yeah, so it was just, it was just it kind of really came uh, a good time in my life because I'd uh, the start of the whole thing with COVID was not a great time for me. I was a bit lost trying to find direction, and when that came, it was like a, it was this you know um, um, I don't think Mark realized how big it was for me and how how like you know, how excited it was for me when I was trying to find direction in life. So <laughs> so yeah, nice came along um, right at the right time. How long do the interviews normally last with you then? Um, normally about a half hour. I've gone, um, gone an hour and a half with um, uh, Justin from Cheer Up Dusty. Uh, 
but we just got to talking and we're old friends. Like our bands used to play together um, back in, she's like 10, 15 years ago. And um, we just got reacquainted and like, you know, he started putting out music and has a podcast. I started putting out music and had a podcast. So, and like just our, our history together, like we had a lot to talk about and like, we didn't even realize that we had gone that long. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best kind of conversation to be honest. Yeah. And for whatever reason that day, Zoom didn't like, um, didn't cut off on me. It just like kind of let us keep going. Um, it knew. <laughs> Yeah, it so <laughs> did back then because um because that's what Zoom did for people struck down by COVID. It actually let everyone. It took all the limits off. Early days, I remember that. Yeah, there was a lot of um. I've been on a lot of lot of Zoom stuff. I you know it's uh it's funny because when I first heard of Zoom, um, people were like oh, you can, you can, we're going to have this meeting. And if you can't make it, you can zoom in. Like, and I was like, that's stupid. Like, why would you zoom? I don't even know how that works. And then I had to do it for a, um, for a therapy group. And I was like, yo, this is awesome. I've been sleeping on zoom, uh, a lot. And, uh, with the podcast, it's opened up a lot of opportunities to, to, uh, speak with bands that I normally wouldn't have the chance to like you guys, you know, you're my only the second band from um, the UK that I've gotten to speak with. Um, the other was Royals. That was like two or three ep- episodes ago. And um, yeah, so zoom has been, been sort of a, like COVID altogether has been sort of a blessing in disguise. Um, you know, I don't know how you guys feel about, about that. It's for me. It's been, yeah, blessing and a curse. Um, I've said on a couple of times now that um, I, in America you don't call it this, but I've been in the shielded category, which meant if I got COVID, it could be a lot worse for me. So I had to stay home. I had the most restrictions put on me, so I had to find something to do. And they, I tried doing a few computer languages, things like that, stuff to kill the time. But then. When I bought the interface and started doing the, the music, that was the one that stuck. And that was the thing that made me a lot, a lot happier. And, and it's just better. Just everything about it just just felt right. And being that it is in COVID, I could spend the time, really look at things in detail and learn how to do a bit of recording so we could actually do this properly. Wouldn't have had that opportunity because I actually worked two jobs when the world's right. So it would have been really, really difficult to start this up then. It, not an impossible, really. Yeah, I think it's one of those situations where it really has brought the best out in a lot of people. Definitely with me, I know it definitely has. Um, I mentioned that when this whole thing started, it wasn't a great time for me because, I mean, I have OCD. So as you can imagine, you know, we're <laughs> pandemic. Um, some of those OCD, as you can imagine, it was not easy, especially when I work in, re- when I work in, uh, in retail. So it was... Um, really quite upsetting for me um but yeah this but as the gears go on it's definitely brought the best out in me so i i agree with that i so i um i always used to tell people i grew up with i'm the youngest of four and i've always been around a lot of people and i always thought that like i needed that and i love that and then covid happened and 
next thing I know, I'm in my room for hours and I'm like, this is, this is nice. <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> and, and it got too much like that where people are like, you know, I live with a bunch of, uh, with like six other guys and they'd be like, wait, you were here the whole time. I was like, yeah, I'm just in my room. I'm just chilling. <laughs> you know, true introvert. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize, realize I was really, well, um, I took one of those, uh, I forget what it's called, like Myers-Briggs test or something like that. And uh, it was one of those things where it's like sociable, but basically like I'm sociable, but but an introvert. I always call myself, um, I'll say something like I'm um, approachably antisocial, you know? (laughs) I like that. Yeah, like if I don't have to have a conversation, like the fewer conversations I have, the better. But, you know, when I do have conversations, I'm, I'm fully able to, you know, engage in, you know, have, have conversation, you know what I mean? Like, people don't scare me. I love people. I just don't always want to be around them. I completely get it. I'm very similar. I, when, I, when I started this, I didn't think it would get to this level, but obviously being that now, being the front man of a band, and considering if I go to a gig, I'm not the one stood at the front leaping around like a lunatic. I'm the one stood quietly in the back watching and analysing the sound. Don't often talk to people. Now we're doing this. It's a bit like, ah. The first selfie I've ever had to take was for this project, and I did it the other week. I've never done a selfie. I'm 36 years old. Not something I'm used to doing. <laughs> I'll get used to it, Mark. No. You know, it's funny you say that because I have a um, a phone full of selfies that I just never post. Like, I'll be like, I feel like I look good today and I'll take something. And like, I don't know, like, I don't get I don't feel that way a lot. That I'm like, it's like, hey, this is picture worthy. And but like, I just don't post them. I have a like a shit ton of selfies that I don't post. I don't. So, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's it's weird. Um. So what's 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 it like being being in a band with with your brother? Like what what's that like? <laughs> uh it's pretty easy until he rings me every five minutes. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the right the writing side is easy because me and Mark have the same taste in music and we've been playing music since we could pick up a, an instrument. So the writing style is like identical. We play the same stuff. If 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 we're writing something, we know what the next, what the other person is doing before they do. Um, but it is annoying because I can't like hang up on him and get annoyed with him because he's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, and and the, the flip side of that would be that again, I know when I ring Jason and say. All right, we got. I'll take the ice is too thick as it's quite a good example. I said in my head I can hear something in the chorus, and it kind of I go up one note, but I want you to go further and do some slide. I can hear it in my head. Can you do it? And when he sent it back, one take, wonder, job done, end of, and it was perfect because we do know what what each other's thinking music wise. Difference between me and Jason as band members is that. 
I'm in the middle of all six and I've got to coordinate everything and that's very difficult so I have to ring everyone and nobody wants to talk to me if I was them I wouldn't want to talk to me either I totally get it <laughs> so do you all have like do you like delegate um responsibilities and like who's in charge of what like because like I like I said um I've been communicating with with Gemma uh most of the time so like from my from my perspective I was like oh Gemma's the Gemma's the contact Gemma's Gemma's the one that does the things but now I know that you do like you're the coordinator like how does that like who do you delegate what to we kind of split, yeah we kind of split it up a little bit um I was doing everything at the beginning and then Chris was helping out as well but he did he buried himself deep in all the imagery of the band, he didn't have any more time to commit to doing anything else. So, um, and Gemma was sort of coming online. I was like, oh yeah, you like, oh yeah, you do like social media, don't you? And she's like, actually, yeah, I really do. I was like, well, you know, do you want, can you help me, you know, deal with this side of it? Because I know like, for example, Jason's not interested in social media. That's fair enough. Not everyone is. So, um, Gemma came on board and started helping me and she's got a really good knack for actually just contacting people um so that's perfect and tom i said one day tom can you just open up an email address that people contact the band because i've got my own surviving december email account that i use for the accounts of the band and i don't want the account one to be the one that people contact because if anyone is fishing for data you've given them the one they need let's not do that so he looks after that and sort of screens out all the crap and then we'll message us if there's something of interest, i.e. the record label was of interest um, and a few other things. But we kind of then have our own role. Like Chris is the visual guy. Everything visual has to go through him. He puts all, like he designed that logo. Um, all the stuff you've seen, all the lyric videos, everything is all you know, from Ooh. him, but Gemma's other half has done all the funny videos because, again, they've got a really good sort of like sense of the jovial side of Surviving December, which is something I'm very keen to keep. The record label really liked it as well, didn't they? They love it. Nice. Yeah, I'm. I'm like you guys. I don't really. Um, I I'm not really great at the social media thing, and like uh, even for like the podcast and like. You know, I'm I'm terrible at like keeping up with all the posts and everything, and it's and it's just me. So it's 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 like I I don't even know how to get better at it. Like Gemma, give me some tips. Like how do how do we do this? <laughs> I, I literally have to schedule like a week's worth of posts because otherwise I'll forget to do it. There's so much going on. Like between me and my partner, we've got five kids as well, so we're just like so busy. So I just schedule my posts and then if I, because I don't have access to our Instagram account, which is why I've made the Gemma Surviving December one. So I can post, to, like, I can tag Surviving December in it and then Mark will reshare it. So just being really proactive, really. Okay. It seems like you all have, like, like you're all like real adults <laughs> With, and, and now you're in a signed band that's great that opened after nine months of this project starting up that really was bizarre to experience i think that you know what like you're definitely giving um 
you know, you were probably an inspiration to a lot of people who, you know, five, 10 years ago were like, I'm 30 now, I guess, you know, I guess it's over, you know, or I'm at a certain age, like, I guess it's over. Like, we just take a look at you guys and, you know, how, how does, have you thought about that? Like, has that like kind of hit you at, in any capacity? For me, a little bit, yeah. I mean, it's, I do look at it and think, yeah, you're going to be 37 this year. Is it the right time? But at the end of the day, if we can do something that just makes us happy and not strive to please everyone else, then great. And then if it does please other people, great. Because I've always said that every song written is someone's favourite song. It just depends on how you get it to them. And because we've kind of crafted ourselves out quite well, we've given ourselves the best chance of reaching that person with that song. And if they like the Falling Aparts, we'll play the Falling Aparts. If they like the Connected, we'll play the Connected. As long as it makes us happy, it makes them happy, we'll do it. Um, just make it nice and easy for us, really, in, in the same time. And I've, to be honest, I haven't really subscribed to that kind of idea that, oh, we're in your 30s now, so you're kind of like, you know, it's over for you. I think that's kind of... Because um, you're younger, Tom. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm 31, I'm 32, 32 soon, but I mean, I'm a huge, I'm a huge pro wrestling fan and seeing these, I see these guys in, in their 40s still, you know, in their prime and still kicking ass. So I, I, I like something like, you know, like, you know, it's, it's, it really is about, you know, mindset, I think. It's just, this, this, I think that kind of, that's very much a, people think they're too tangled up in the whole, like, you know, being in the 30s, 40s, whatever, you know, it's just, it's a mentality, it's the way you take care of yourself, you know, so. Right. Jason, you don't say much. <laughs> You're just kind of. <laughs> no, you've been talking a lot about vocals and stuff like that, and I, I don't write vocals. I just, I don't. Write music. I just write music. I just play the guitar, play the bass. Huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have much to add to that. <laughs> it's funny, um, like, yeah, bassists don't really talk. I've I've been on a couple interviews and like the bassists don't really talk a lot and um unless they're like bassist and vocalist, you know, or like, you know, so um do you, you dabble in that at all? Any uh, any backing stuff or anything like that? Nah, I thought I I could at one point, but it was never the right key. It was terrible. <laughs> so I've just I've get I've yeah I've hung up the mic. I'm not going to do that again. At least you know that though. Yeah, <laughs> I've learned the hard way. I've had to do that before and be like. So it might be like, oh yeah, I need a mic, and be like, no, no, he doesn't. Don't give that to him. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> give it. Yeah, it's when you see the person behind the desk, and that you start singing, and and you can see him reaching for the fader just to turn you down a bit. Right. Oh, okay. Not for me. I won't have a mic next time. <laughs> so it's weird. I mean, like saying about vocals, I never start. I never set out to be a vocalist in like the band like originally um the band was a really weird concept when we first first started i started singing because there was no one else to sing and then we had no drummer so i played the drums and so i played the drums for a set like re like rehearsal 
then I would sing the set of rehearsal. Eventually, I put the drums and the mic together, and that's actually how Survive in December started. And because that everyone got used to that sound, I stayed on vocals, got a drummer in, and stayed on vocals. And every time we brought it back, it was because people are used to hearing my voice, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'd, it's up to them. Um, I just, <laughs> I just, I just do it, you know, because it, it. As I've been told by a few people it's the right sound for the music and that's as much as a compliment i will ever give myself vocally <laughs> guitarist i'm actually not bad but singer i'll say it's if it's what the band is required then that's absolutely fine by me you know that's a that's a that's a very um interesting concept too because like some bands just aren't the same without certain singers like for better or for worse like you know it's just like the sports world like you can take like a you know um like a quarterback from one team or like you know and put him on another and like he's either great or like you know crap if like your styles don't mix it's just not it just won't it just won't work you know it's a vibe isn't it i mean uh it's it's one of those things that I've always said every person can sing. I'm sure I could find a couple of notes to play them and I'm sure they can mimic it back. It's whether it fits in and whether you like it. And then if it comes down to taste, well, that, that doesn't, I mean, as might sound mean, but that doesn't really mean anything to me. If someone says, I don't like your singing, that's great. There's a lot of million pound singers out there that I don't like and that doesn't make me right and it doesn't make them wrong or, or, or vice versa. It's just, it's all down to taste. So if you know you can do it, it's like if you can play, if you can play a guitar, you can play three chords, you can play those three chords. It's not going to be better coming from someone else. If you can do them, you can do them. And so as long as it makes everyone happy around you and, and you're enjoying it, do it. Don't let someone say, you could be better, you could be worse, you could do this, you could do that. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's the way you want it to be. Actually, that's exactly what we wrote that set it off song about as well. That is the whole idea behind it of being a band. Don't let people tell you no. Don't stop doing it. Keep doing it. Let things happen for you. And I like the fact that in our in this band that we the, the vocalists are the vocal the vocals are so different. It's like Mark has that more kind of and more kind of pop punky vocals, which I, which I really like, and has that more aggression to it. Whereas kind of me and me and Gemma have more of kind of the kind of the, the softer style vocals, so it kind of bounces off nicely. So it kind of, I mean, like I mentioned, Alexis on fire. It's kind of the, they they have their vocals are very different, and I that's the same kind of thing with with our band as well. I like I, I like that, and it actually works quite nicely. So we decided with this one that with the three vocals, we were going to put vocals up front, so you wouldn't get like a lead singer that would, when they go in the studio, back themselves as much. So when they go in the studio, now they get backed by the other vocalists. That way, you're creating a, an, an upfront sound from word go. Mm. Not, oh, well, we've got a one singer and everyone else is going to have to back him when we go live. And it's not going to sound anything like the recording because it's going to be backed by people that don't predominantly sing. So if we make it our little niche that we put three people up front. So when I'm singing, Tom is backing, Gemma is there. You know, we've got songs where we duet together on each so it would make it it makes more sense that we've got each other's back and and hold it better than 
just to having it as an afterthought make it a forethought. That makes sense. It does. Um, you know, like, you know, I'm a huge fan of bands that do that. Like Receiving and the Sirens is a band that that I know that does that a lot. And um and it's it's really it's really uh kind of amazing how they use their their vocals and like you can tell when it's when it's one guy like kind of taking over for a verse or um you know or a chorus or something like that. So I've always been a fan of of that style. Like the more like the back and forth vocals has always been like it's 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 always interesting no matter what because like you know even like I mentioned Alkaline Trio before like you get and then you get into those things where it's like oh are you like a, a Matt Skiba guy or are you a Dan Adriano guy like which which one and you could tell like who wrote the song half the time and you could tell like where they're where they're um you know where they're coming from so I think eventually somebody's gonna be uh running up to you guys and being like, you're going to have that debate. I was like, oh, are you a Gemma guy? You're a Tom guy? Or are you a Mark guy? Like, which one? Like, <laughs> If anyone's a Tom guy, they can keep him. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I'm pretty awesome. <laughs> As you said, we have this kind of thing in the band where I like to be nasty to Tom. I don't know why. I can't seem to stop myself. <laughs> And in turn, I have this thing where I love to just antagonize him further and just see how, how much of a rise I can get out of him. So uh, it's absolutely hilarious. And he always falls for it. So he's so easy. Oh, my God. Get on with it now, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody has to play their role. And then Jason just sits there like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're better off, Jason. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty sick shirt you got on though, Tom. Like when you that's what I, I don't know if you heard me when you stood up. I was like, ooh, like that's pretty yeah, nasty. This is one of t-shirts. Um Chris designed that, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Nice. I like it. I like it a lot. There's a um there's a link on our Facebook page. You click on the link or link. It's the link to our merch store. So oh, since you, you uh, since uh we're going down that road, uh Tell the fine people of the internet where they can find you guys and uh, all your links and stuff like that. We are all over the place. So if you go into anything, be it Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, you'll find us there in the bios or the header or the about section in Facebook, you will find a link on page and that has the links to everything. That even if you are listening on KK Box, which apparently is a Chinese version of Spotify, if I'm right. I had to translate it from Chinese to find out which one we were on it. Our music is there. Or our merch stores, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, every link. I have went and trawled them all. They are all there. TikTok as well. Yeah, TikTok as well. And I believe yeah, our music is available for Snapchat as well. Yes, it is. It is available for Snapchat as well. Yeah, we're there as well. Wow. Basically, if you type Surviving December and you can't find us, you have spelt it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so where did the name come from, by the way? 
this is the most uninspiring story of a band name ever. So can you picture me, Jason, Chris, who's not here, sitting at a computer and going, what are we going to call the band? And we go, I don't know. So we type into a search engine, band name generator, and someone goes, December sounds quite nice. We should, we should have a month in the, in, the, in, in the name. All right, and December. And we just scroll through on page three, halfway down, surviving December. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> that genuinely is the story. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. That's... But that's, why, that's why there's a number 12 in most of our pictures as well for December. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I didn't catch that. <laughs> that's, you know what? It, mo- it might be the the most like uninspiring, but it's the most genuine story, definitely, that that I've heard for about of a a band name. It's no like no like fake deep meaning behind it or anything like that. It's just like, yeah, this is what it is. <laughs> I mean, it, it can have a bunch of meanings behind it, and and that's what I like about us. Um, especially in our lyric writing, especially in our names, um, in even our music styles, in the way we create anything, we always leave a little bit of ambiguity in it so people can make up their own mind about it. So if they think Surviving December, yeah, I like that name because I had a really tough December or Christmas is particularly a tough time of year for me or whatever, then great. You know, if that's what you take from our name, then you take that from our name. If, same thing for about our songs. If you take from it, one meaning then that meaning is entirely yours to take but you we know, are just what we are i honestly always like every time i saw it i i um the song long december by counting crows pops into my head and i honestly thought that that was that had something to do with it <laughs> no i can honestly say not <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up um yeah, so I guess we're gonna uh, start wrapping it up. But like, what um, anything that we missed that that you that you really want want the world to know about about you guys? Uh, we had a new track drop yesterday called Again. Um, so it's available everywhere now, so you can stream it, buy it on Bandcamp. Uh, yeah. Oh. Nice. I was listening to that this morning. I didn't realize it dropped just yesterday. So, like, I got in on it <laughs> and on the ground floor. Nice of that. D research. <laughs> <laughs> I I told you I uh, I I I just have conversations, you know, other than than the the new track and and where everyone can find you. Um, just for, I mean, for me, I'll just say, and this probably goes for any band. If anyone's listening and hears this. If you like a band, just drop them a follow, play their music, help them out. COVID's been hard on a lot of music and a lot of places are going to fall by the wayside. So when it starts up, don't grumble at a £3 or $3 entry if you're in America. Pay it, enjoy it. We, we need to get this scene back up and running now mm. and, and breathe some life back into the music industry. And hopefully we can play our small part in it. Just follow subscribe like share and if you know someone's going to like a song 
tell them about it because it gets out there. Word of mouth is still the best way to spread anything. Yeah, definitely. And I'll say as well, I've said before, I'll probably say again, is that, you know, kind of thank you to everyone who has supported us. I know it's just supporting music generally because, like Mark said, it is a really hard time for the music industry. We don't know what it's going to look, look like when things open up again. So, you know, thank you for, you know, kind of the success we've had definitely in less than a year, which is amazing. But thank you for, you know, showing your those showing your passion that you have shown for the music industry, even though we can't have a lot of gigs or whatever. So thank you. Anyway. I hope you won't say much. I think it's all been said. <laughs> <laughs> I think that fits your MO, Jay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's much more to add to that. Before we go, is there anything in particular like um, that, that you want to say about again that that you think people should know about it or um other than you know where to find it and um you know any like the, the new the new track yeah it's um it's a duet between me and Gemma at this point in the story because again it's part of the album it's part of the narrative the couple or the, the person you're following starts getting with one of basically guy and a girl they're going to get together now. They be, they were best friends. They're going to take it to the next level. And it's very, very awkward. Hence, let's try this again. It's an awkward, fun, pop-punk song. You're going to enjoy it. Nice. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Um, it's been a great conversation. Um we took it down to the wire both times on zoom and uh, <laughs> so uh yeah you guys you guys it's, it's been really really fun and i hope to uh talk to you again and um you know especially you know as as more stuff comes out and when it comes closer to to drop in um dropping the album and, and stuff like that um and definitely when when shows get back up i want to see some of that live footage so keep, we'll sort you out. we could even sort you out with some with some like private links or something so you can hear some stuff before anyone else hears it oh that's what's because... up I'm, I'm always down for that i like feeling special <laughs> yeah we, we, we can easily sort that out for you mate not a problem word word um yeah well thank you again for for joining me here surviving december on Beyond the Static. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Be sure to check out Surviving December's latest single again. You can stream that on Bandcamp, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. Basically, just search Surviving December and you will be able to find them. Uh, huge thanks to the uneducated intellectual providing a background music. Uh, the song Inquisition and Attraction off of his 2014 EP called Textures. You can find me on social media at Beyond the Static Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. I am also at BTS Podcast on Twitter. Uh, the website is www.beyondthestaticpodcast.tk. And if you'd like to support the show, I'd be super grateful. You can go to buymeacoffee.com slash beyondthestatic or ko-fi.com slash beyondthestaticpodcast. Thank you all so much for listening. You can find me here on Spotify, YouTube, and anchor.fm.